everybody. I'm going to have a, a little bit of a very sad news, and then I'll get into a, a funny stream for you because there's nothing that can be done about it now. But um, we lost our uh, sweet dog, Sophie, yesterday. Let's see if we're live. Uh, I'm just going to tell the story of her life, and, you know, it'll be all good. Nothing we can do about it now. Uh, let me make sure it's live, and then I'll, uh, I'll let you know what happened and what Sophie... She had a, a painless death. It was very traumatic, but, uh, you know... Hello, hello, fair text bear. Uh, but I just got to tell the story, you know, and then we'll just move on because there's nothing we can do. And Sophie's in a better place now. And um, it is what it is, you know. Let's see, hello, BB. Hi, Chinky Bear. We lost Sophie yesterday. So here's our, uh, our, our awesome dog. Sophie is now uh, with her maker. And uh, I just wanted to tell her story and her death. Here's a little Sophie here. So my wife and I, um, um, yeah, I'll be okay. I'll be all right though, because she's not suffering. I get way more emotional about dogs um, when they're suffering, but she's not. And you know, it's I'm responsible for her death, which is another level of awful. But um, you know, it is what it is. Let's see. Rest in peace, Sophie. Yeah. So my wife and I got Sophie exactly 10 years ago uh, this month. And we went to a... Uh, a uh, and then I got some good stuff for you today. Kanye's going off. It's hilarious. Bert Kreischer blames Generation for... I, I'm not just going to be sad today. It's It'll be okay. Uh, she lived a great life and... All right, so anyway, so 10 years ago, my wife and I, when we were first dating, um, went to a, a, uh, a rescue dog. We used to volunteer for a rescue dog. My mom used to, or I mean, my wife used to volunteer for pound dogs and help them get adopted. I went with her once, and I get so connected to animals that... Um, that we never went again because we adopted Sophie. So we go there and first I love this giant, this giant dog named Chester. He was eight years old. He had heart problems. He was a, uh, one of the biggest breeds there is. I can't remember the name of the breed, but, uh, and we uh, both lived in little apartments, so we couldn't get him. And Sophie was so sweet and she had kennel cough and, um, and uh, a heart murmur. Sorry, this isn't sad. It's just, it is what it is. So <clears throat> they were definitely going to put her down. She was three years old. And so she was on the list to be put down. So we said we would, uh, and she was just so sweet. Just so like, she's, she was very dumb, but, but uh, very loyal and just right in your face all the time, always in your face. And so we, we took home Sophie and we, and we called her Sniffles. Her first name was Sniffles. And then we called her Moon Cow because she kept like, jump, she would like try to jump on us or jump on furniture and just fall because she always had bad vision. We were going to get her glasses. And she always peed and pooped in the house. We couldn't get her to stop. She wasn't smart, but she was so fucking sweet. And so me and Amy broke up after that uh, just from our horrible lifestyles and whatever. And so Amy 
moves to this little apartment and she had Sophie there and Sophie barked so much she got kicked out of the apartment and that kicked off me and Amy talking again and now we have four children so thanks Sophie <laughs> and so uh, we traveled all over the country with her and she's been with us this whole time and so last year I don't know if you guys remember but she had um she had a horrible back problem and like a stroke and we almost thought we had to put her down. She was in tremendous pain and uh, and she got through it, you know, and she also had cancer. We've had to keep removing lumps from her and she's not a, she wasn't a healthy dog, but she was so sweet and she couldn't stop pooping and peeing everywhere. So like we couldn't have her in the house. You understand Like she was, but she, but we loved her, you know, and so. Um, we made the decision to let her live out her life outside with the other dogs and she's enjoyed it. She's been outside. She likes to eat cucumbers and, and we have this like electrically fenced in 10 acre property with like a big gate. And so we're like, Sophie, you just go do what you want to do. And so I already kind of mourned her last year, but this is when it gets really hard. This is a sad story and I feel tremendous guilt, but you know, Amy's been really, um, uh, supportive. So yesterday I go out to do some fucking dumb, dumb errand, like nonsense errand. I got Amy a vanilla latte. That was why I left the, the area. And I'm, as I'm coming home, um, there was a truck pulling in my driveway to, to, um, to get milk. And so I'm just behind this truck. I know them. They're cool people. We're going three miles an hour and the dogs are everywhere running around. There's chickens and ducks and everything. And, uh, you know, we used to keep the dogs in this little cage because Sophie can't be in the house. Uh, but then me and Amy made the decision. We're like, this is no way to live. Like she, they can't live in a, in a kennel. We did the same thing with, with Benny, you know, we're like, you're going to be able to live, you know, your life. And, and Sophie we've had for 10 years, as I said earlier, and, we got her a three-year-old pound dog with a kennel cough and a heart murmur that no one wanted. And now she's in this farm in Idaho, sniffing and smelling and having fun every day. And me and Amy made that decision that, that although it's more dangerous to be outside, that uh, we got to let our dogs live and we can't just keep them <clears throat> in a kennel all the time. And so I'm behind this fuck man it was brutal so I'm behind this truck and we're going like three miles an hour we never drive fast on the driveway and George starts jumping up on the the guy's truck and I'm like George and I'm all I'm paying attention I'm like George get off the truck and I just turned my wheel to park my car to get out to pull George off this truck and I just hear this sound of a screaming dog and it was Sophie and so I fucking hit Sophie you know but, um, and so I, uh, I was going so slow, you know, she can't see well, you know? So I, I pick her up and she's, uh, she's, she's like, seems okay from like here up, but, uh, it, it severed her spinal cord and, uh, so, uh, I t I drove her like an hour and a half to, uh, to this like emergency place and the whole time she's sitting on my lap and she's just like happy. I'm just petting her, petting her, uh, 
patting her head. And she was happy to be there. And I was like deluding myself, thinking that she was going to make it. And, uh, and I, I get to the place and I realized that, you know, I was covered in her blood and poop and stuff. And she like couldn't, you know, she didn't feel any pain, but you know, she was about dead. And, um, and then she just died. And, and we buried her next to the cherry tree. And my kids were so sweet about it. They were just talking about how she's in heaven and um, she was such a good dog. And I, you know, and although I feel a lot of guilt about it, um, we made the decision. I mean, it wasn't, she, she would always try and get into the cow area and the alpaca area. And she was like slow and dumb and couldn't see very well. And, and it was always like, uh, like very frantic to like, make sure she wasn't, um, um, you know, hurt. And we just said, you know, it's okay. And she actually died a good way. She was like, there's no pain. I, I'm like way more of a, it's way more painful wondering what I should do or if a dog's in pain, like should you put him down and all that. Same thing happened to my buddy with his dog a couple months ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I try not to second guess the past. That's when faith helps. You know, I'm like, if only I didn't get that fucking stupid latte for Amy. If only I hadn't focused on George and cared about, you know, this dude's truck. If only I hadn't, like, cause Sophie was clearly just like, I couldn't see her. She was just walking next to my truck cause I'm going like three miles an hour. And I just move a little bit and bang, you know? And then I got that hour and a half with her where she was happy. She was licking my hand and, um, and she had a great life. And like, if, uh, like if we didn't take her, they were going to put her down. It was this, uh, charity called best buddies in LA. And so we, we did our best and she never like, she was really, she was really good with our kids and people, but she was really vicious with other dogs. Like she was kind of bitchy. <laughs> she was, she was a fucking handful, but there's something about, um, about the dogs that are a handful that, uh, that really, it bonds even more to them, you know? It's, uh, my dog jogs in my car, disappears in my blind spot. Yeah. You know, we had to take her to, to obedience training and she never got it. She's super food aggressive with other dogs because she was from the street, you know, she was found on the street and she never got past that. I mean, uh, she would always fucking try and take Benny and Honey's food and, but she, but she was, uh, she was a sweet dog. Little moon cow. And uh, it would have been a hard winter for her. You know, she almost died a few times. She's, she was fat and cancerous and, you know, it's the passing of a time in your life. That's exactly it, yeah. And so much of me and Amy's relationship was with uh, Sophie. You know, like here's a little... Uh, Little Sophie with our first son, and we had Sophie before we were married. We had Sophie before we had kids. We had Sophie when we broke up and we're train wrecks. You know, and it's so funny that when we lived in such a dangerous area, we were so protective and like crazy about. It. So you know, we'd be like every dog always had to have a uh, 
a harness and a leash and and now we live in this beautiful utopia for dogs and I fucking run over my dog and uh you know it's very painful but um you know she's in a she's in a good place she's a great dog she's a piece yeah and she died well and she was old and she was you know, and we buried her with a little cucumber and some flowers because she loved eating our cucumbers in the in the garden. And yeah, my dad ran over my sister's pup at the farm. It can happen to anyone. Yeah, and it was like chaos, guys. It was like, I'm driving in. George is jumping on someone's truck that's buying milk from us. And I'm, I'm looking. I'm always so aware of dogs and shit. I'm going three miles an hour. It's like... I was going like literally nothing. I think that might have been why, I don't know, maybe that's one thing that really hurt her is how slow I was going. You're such a solid dude for me and honest, I could see Crowder blaming it on the left. <laughs> well, I told this to Amy, I was like, <laughs> I, I would, I'd love it if it wasn't my fault or like, I'd love it if I could just bend the story and say, like, she ran under my tire or something. She didn't. And I, I think that, uh, you know, bending the truth is what causes Alzheimer's and dementia in people, and it's really bad. And so, uh, I, I, as painful as it is, that's the fucking story. That's what happened. Um, not your fault. It is a little bit, Tony, but I appreciate it. It is a little bit. I mean, I, um, I accepted that that was a possibility. That she could be hit by a truck or a car because we have a long driveway. But I, I, I didn't want her to live in a kennel. You know? And she died painlessly. It was, it was merciful. Like she couldn't feel anything from her chest down. Um, yeah, I got to say goodbye to her and then we buried her and that's it. Um, and I'll, I'll do a total stream today. Like I'll do a full stream uh, with funny shit because you can't change the past. I don't regret anything. Her life is great. I'm not gonna fucking be, I'm not gonna just be filled with guilt and self-hatred. Uh, farm wife, you knew what you were taking the chance. Yeah, and, I, and I, we do it again. Like right now, Benny and Honey are outside. You can't, fuck, like what it, What does it do if they sit in a little cage all day? What does it do for them? They're not dogs. And it's applicable to our lives. It's like, what do I just hold them in this little cage where they're safe? Mama loves her baby. Daddy loves you too. You know, it's like a Pink Floyd song. Mama won't let anyone dirty get through. She lived the right life and she died with mercy. I mean, life could have gotten really hard for old Sophie this winter, you know? Like, I'm going to be digging a hole for Benny uh, in case he dies this winter because the ground will be frozen. I mean, this is, I'm, uh, I'm 42 and I live most of my life very soft. And I'm, uh, I'm not used to this, you know, level of... Uh, of a harshness but it's what life actually is like the ground will be frozen and uh Betty's 20 so it's like I gotta dig his hole now and that's fucking crazy it's 
fucking intense. Life in a cage for a dog is what they did to Stephen Hawking. Yeah, or Bearaplegic. You know, look at Bearaplegic, Bear. Someone should have just let him go in Baltimore, you know? I'm just fucking around Bearaplegic. You have friends to get you through. Oh, we're fine. We're okay. I'm just crying because I'm uh, telling the story. We're all right. I mean, there's, you know, we'll be fine. It's just uh, the amount of time we spent with her. And I'm so sorry for you lost your family. I'm glad the children took it well. How's Amy? They're all good. You know, Amy was cried a lot, but uh, she told me it wasn't my fault. And, but it was a little. It was, you know. All the fucking, I mean, I drove 47 hours across the country with little Sophie and little Benny on my lap. And honey, um, like I love that dog. I, I feed her every morning. And, but it's all, it's all good. All, everything dies, including all people. All right. I'm sure the big bear had taken the brunt of it. Uh, well, the kids were the most, they were the most, they, they were just excited about giving her a gravestone and saying a prayer. And um, I'm definitely taking it the hardest, I think. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. I don't, it's like regret is a sin. And I, uh, it's just time to work. So if you lost me, be glad you could give her such a good long life. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's, that's it. What did I expect? Her to live forever? What did I expect? A, a 13, 14 year old dog that had, you know, heart problems when we first got her, cancer, you know, a stroke. What did I think? She was just, but she was happy. She had a great last day. Awesome last day. She would just go from one smell to the other and follow honey around and go to the garden. And she was so gentle with our kids and all right, uh, just face it like you are and you'll get over it quick. Yeah, I will be. It's okay to be sad. Baby. Thanks, Denmark Bear. All right. Let's just make fun of homos, right? As I thought about it, I'm like, who the fuck am I to make fun of all these, all these people? I fucking killed my dog. Who the hell am I to like give advice? I'm a retard. But then it's like, I know it sounds comedic, but I'm like, that's what I do. I make fun of homos. I, I, uh, you know, it's like I put on my boots, I fucking fire up the live stream, and I make fun of homos. Okay, here's Steven Crowder. Uh, he says, not getting pregnant isn't rocket science. It involves a 50-cent rubber you can get at a truck stop. Okay, so uh, as you can see here, Steven Crowder associates, of all the places you can buy a quote-unquote rubber, it's a truck stop. Why is that, Steven? Is it because you're gay? All right. Well, doing a stream today with your bear friends will cheer you up. Yeah, it's cheering me up. My mom, or uh, why do I, I keep calling Amy my mom? Because she was like, uh, she this last day, she's been in such a, uh, like she's been very comforting to me. <laughs> and some part of my conscious is like, thanks mom. <laughs> uh, she said, uh, She's like, I'm really worried about you doing a live stream. She's like, she's like, just don't let the sadness become anger. <laughs> and I'm like, you know me so fucking well. Um, 
I put my boots on, I get ready for the live stream, and I make fun of homos. It's true. Because I was telling Amy, I'm like, would a linesman take off work if his dog died? You know, would a, would, a, would a construction guy? It's like, no, people just go to work. I'm going to work. And she's like, yeah, but you're, uh, your work is very vulnerable. And uh, you can get really mad at people if they, like, if you're in this state. And I'm like, yeah, but I won't. I promised her that if I started getting mad, I'd stop looking at the chat. But you guys have been very supportive. And I just wanted to tell the story. I don't know why. I just, I just wanted to tell people the story because it fucking, it's just like, um, it's very painful. But it's good. It'll be okay. Even the bums who bought him out in my ass can afford a Trump stock economy. Yeah, let me, uh, let me read. Let me read some of the hilarious. Uh, she has a point. Yeah, it's all right. We'll be fine. I'll have a good stream. A lot's happening in the world, and it's, you know, life, life moves on. All right, you guys have uh, given some really funny comments on here. How can I read the comments on my Telegram? Okay. Uh, I don't know how to do this, Carrington. Carrington, how do I read comments on my Telegram? I can do it on my phone. You guys said some really funny shit about Crowder being a homo. Man, that, that, that fucking, it really uh, picks up my spirits just seeing how much everyone knows that he's a fucking gay queer. And then we'll talk about uh, Kanye and the Jews. It's just going to be a great stream. I, and I, it's dedicated to Sophie. Sophie hated homos like Steven Crowder. All right. Uh, Crowder is a concern. All right. I bet Steven wears his heels and dress when he goes to the truck stops to buy them. I broke his damn mug with a hammer after I stopped falling for his bullshit. That's great. For sure, anyone with that kind of money has no idea what is sold at gas stations and truck stops. For, oh, hang on, I can't even find the right thing. It's under the Jew thing. Hang on. Guys, so much interesting shit is happening today. Like a lot of Jew talk. God, I'm such a mess today. It's all right. I bet it's funny for people that listen to me a lot. All right. All the places Crowder could have gone, like saving sex till marriage, having sex with a woman you have not act, you wouldn't abandon. Uh, he goes with 50 cent truck stop condom. 100% agree with you, BB. What a fag. James says, I'm a truck driver and I can honestly say truck stops are bad news for numerous reasons. Total lot lizard changed my mind. Somebody should tell Crowder babies don't come from men's anuses. That's so great. Huffbear says, I don't even understand how men just have sex at truck stops. Do they just bump into each other at a gas station bathroom, give each other some secret gay nod, and then go into a stall or something? Something to ask Steven Crowder. As a former truck driver, he is correct that truck stops notoriously have condoms in a machine, but typically trashy truck stops, not nice truck stops, that are clean and pleasant to stop at. Crowder is lying. He pays a little extra for the rib for his pleasure, and God forbid they have the flavored ones. He may drop a pin. Oh, that's so funny. Thank you, guys. 
Owning the libs with every blowjob. Um, and then someone started talking about Billy the Kid and how he was actually based. All right, let's get into uh, Kanye. So Kanye said this. First off, Neil deGrasse Tyson is admitting that nukes don't cause radiation. Would you like to see how, um, how the narrative is being shifted? So you have this terrified little grabber named Bill Maher who has no children and is out of your fly and his uh production company is called kid love productions very disturbing and as you can see he lives in fear and neil degrasse tyson is setting up the narrative uh for the reality that there is no fallout to nuclear bombs a, a tactical nuke that's used by putin okay obviously well, there needs to be a response okay well, plus modern nukes are, don't have the radiation problem just to be clear really you still blow to smithereens but yeah, it's a different kind of weapon than the Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Nuclear weapons, if they're exploded, don't have a radiation problem? N not if it's a hydrogen bombs. No, not, not in the no, way no, that... No, 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 Yeah, none of them have ever had radiation. But the, the old ones, watch. Just watch them try and watch what the wizard does. This is why I don't lie about anything, because it's, like, so stupid. I fucking turn my wheel when I hit my dog. All right? Just fucking say the truth and move on with it, you know? So this steel to bike Tyson uh, is trying to now merge the narratives that after 80 years of technological advancements, uh, they no longer have the, the super dangerous shit in them. Okay? And this is how he does it. We used to have to worry about it with fallout and all the rest of that. What you really have to worry about is being vaporized, and after that, if you're not vaporized, blown to bits by the shockwave. That's a way bigger problem that you're going to have. <laughs> okay, there's no way that was an actual audience reaction. If, if so, they're the dumbest people alive. Okay? Like, there's no way that he said that, and they go, ha, 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 so nuclear holocaust should be no big deal, nothing like COVID. Exactly. Just watch this. Watch him try to, to, to show that, oh no, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, totally, totally real nukes. Now, no though, because they never had fallout. I'm not. I mean, this is this is news. To okay, me. this is why it's great to have a scientist. Wait, wait just to be clear. No, yes, be clear. Just, because just, I want to just put it's on. It's great to have a science. Scientists on. Bill, I was telling this to people four years ago. Great to have a scientist on. Steel to bike Tyson is a joke. He doesn't know shit. He's, by scientist, the trademark, the science, what he means is somebody regurgitating the narrative. It's so stupid. The uh, nuclear weapons, they, their, exist, their very existence birthed the Cold War and all of the putting the world at, as holding the world hostage for 60 years, okay, or 50 years it was, that, that's a travesty in the history of civilization. But what, what I want to say is there's a reaction to nukes that is a little bit out of proportion with what they actually do. Here's why I'm worried. Yeah. I wasn't worried that Putin was going to send his entire ICBM arsenal over here and nuke America. If he did, I'd just kiss my ass goodbye. What I was worried about, and a lot of people are worried about, is... 
and I've heard this about India and Pakistan also, if they exchange their nuclear weapons, that the radiation in the atmosphere would come over here, would go all over the world, even if it was just a local exchange. Now you're telling me that that is well, not they, a worry? Well, if they use fission bombs, yes, that would be the case. Oh, fission, trademark. So fission bombs, not, not hydrogen. So just like NASA, the technology has gone in reverse. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, how do these people fucking function? Has the word scientist been trademarked? I'm sure it has. It's like, look at, look at that dirty little grab where Bill Maher talking about how uh, is fear. My fear, my fear, my fear, all my fear. My fear, my fear is that one day I'm going to die. You're going to die. Everyone's going to die. There's not, no way to get around it. You die gloriously. You fucking, we celebrate your life. You know, I celebrate Sophie's life. I'm not, I'm going to miss her. You know, great dog. But like, everyone dies. Everyone fucking dies, Bill Maher. And that's not sad. You go back to God. You meet your maker. All right. And now they're so terrified. These boomers, these fucking rich, dirty, grabbly, BJ infested boomers. They thought they could beat death with fucking Led Zeppelin concerts and social security checks. They can't. It's coming. It's coming. It's going to get you, Bill. The odds are 100%. And no scientist is going to make you feel better. See, he's, he's treating Steel to Bike Tyson like a priest. Well, I'm just glad a scientist is here to, to ease my, my pain and ease my fear. And, and Steel to Bike Tyson's like, he's doing shtick. Watch, watch his like comedy bits with his stupid fucking tie. Fuck's sake. Look at how Steel to Bike Tyson just owns Bill Maher's mind. Bill's like, just tell me, what should I fear? So Steel to Bike Tyson first says, you don't have to fear fallout. There's no fallout radiation with modern nukes. And it's like, oh, okay, so what do I fear? And then he goes, but fission bombs, yes. He's like, oh, I should fear that? He just owns his mind. He just owns his ass. Tell me what to believe. Is what kind of... All right. And look at Steel to Bike Tyson doing his like looks and his comedic timing. Let's just hope you're right about they don't have radiation. Because if you start, if you start escalating, a you see what he's doing? He's just he's doing comedy wizard timing. He's not uh, like doing actual science. If you start escalating a nuclear war, then I mean I'm just saying maybe it's the right thing to die for the Donbass province being on one side of that border, but. It's going to be, I mean, is that... It's so true. It's like these, these squirmy little liberals now have to face the reality that for years they were saying Donald Trump, and I'm not a fan of Donald Trump at all. That being said, they were saying Russia, 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 Russia. Donald Trump's going to get us into World War III. Donald Trump is going to get us into World War III. They now sheepishly and meekly, like they've been living under a rock and all slimy like lizards. They're like... They're like, I, I, I just don't know if I'm ready to die because of the Donbass province. It's not your business, Bill. A border dispute with Ukraine and Russia, if you think you're ready to die for that, go ahead. And the funny thing is, you're not going to die over that. BB is right, they're casting entertainment. Oh yeah, none of this. But look at this. I think Bill Mars is... is uh, is being authentic here. I think he's this stupid. You know? Listen to this little weasel. 
it's the right thing to die for the Donbass province being on one side of that border. But it's going to be, I mean, is that what you want the average American to say? So the average American is willing to die. Don't get me wrong. I know there's no nukes. You know, I know there's no radiation fallout. I know, I know there's big bombs. There's massive, horrifyingly destructive bombs. But the major fear that Bill Maher was addressing that I had when I was a kid is that thousands of miles away, if two people get in a big fight, the, the cloud of radiation dust will cause a nuclear winter and everything will freeze and, and everyone gets cancer and their thyroids fail and it, it goes into the water for a billion years. That's all bullshit. That's provable bullshit. Not even close. And so Bill Maher is facing this reality. He's facing the reality that, <clears throat> that he's now aware that he's on the precipice of World War III. The, the way he sees it, I see World War III a lot different. I bet it doesn't even affect North Idaho if it happens. Well, according to some people, we're already in it, but it's just real, you know, it's just restructuring. Throw a little eugenics in there. Did he slip or are they revealing that on purpose? No, because there is no radiation fallout of nuclear bombs. They have to get ahead of it. If they're going to try and fake a nuke or if they're going to try, they, they can possibly do it with 5G towers, but they have to get ahead of it. Steel to Bike Tyson knows there's no radiation. Everyone knows that in actual science. But the wizards have to keep you in fear. And look at, let's just watch this all from the beginning. Look at this squirmy little bastard just trying to figure out what to be afraid of. A, a tactical nuke that's used by Putin. Okay. Obviously, well, there needs to be a response. Okay. Well, plus, modern nukes don't have the radiation problem, just to be clear. Really? You'll still blow to smithereens, but yeah, it's a different kind of weapon than the Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Nuclear weapons, if they're exploded, don't have a radiation problem? N you no. want to know where else didn't have a radiation problem? Hiroshima and Nagasaki. They just have to keep saying that because the lie is so obvious. It's like, it's like, uh, no one had to evacuate. Like Hiroshima and Nagasaki weren't even in the top 20 most destroyed cities. They never evacuated. They never had full evacuation. Flora and fauna was never killed. The deer population remained. All right. It's not small birds, hummingbirds, we're, we're alive and well in 1947 in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. There's no fucking radiation. If something's going to kill a 200-pound man, what do you think it would do to a one-ounce hummingbird? Right? It's retarded. But these people are under the fear spell. And look at squirmy, pedo little Bill Maher begging Steel to Bike Tyson to alleviate his fear. If it's a hydrogen bombs, no. Not, not in the way that you, we used to have to worry about it with fallout and all the rest of that. What you really have to worry about is being vaporized and after that, if you're not vaporized, blown to bits by the shockwave. That's a way bigger problem that you're going to have. Applause <laughs> break? Applause break for that. Vaporized and blown to bits because they have to get the fear in. They have to be like, no, no, be afraid. Be afraid. Be very afraid. The only thing you should fear is meeting your maker when you die. Everyone dies. Every blade of grass, every man, woman, and child in this world at some point is going to meet their maker. And these people think they can avoid it by squirming and squeaming and, and printing their little money and telling their lies. There's no, there's no way around that. No, 
that part. I, I'm not. I mean, this is this is news. To okay, me. this is why it's great to have a scientist. Wait, wait, just to be clear. No, yes, be clear. Just, because... just, I want to just put it on the table the uh, nuclear weapons. They, their exist, their very existence birthed the Cold War and all of the putting the world at as holding the world hostage. Yeah, imagine, imagine who would want to hold the world hostage on, under a lie. Okay, let's get into the Jews and Kanye West. Hang on one second. So here we have Kanye dropping some serious, some serious heat here. Enjoy, everyone. And let me tell you one thing. It's like if a black man is caught with some in a car or something, everybody in the car going to go to jail with, with him, right? But if a black man can play basketball or rap, only he gets the record deal. So meaning like if one black man does something bad, all the other blacks get caught with him. If one black man does something good, nobody else gets nothing with him. It's a reverse for the Jewish people, right? right. If, if a Jewish person could repeatedly fucks me on a deal, it's right. just them. It's just the businessman. It's not the people. It's not nobody else. Right. But if a Jewish person does good, all of their people eat with them. That's one of the flips. I got to tell you something. Where is a black guy that has a Jewish person signed to him? Point it out. Tell me that. Mm. Where is a black person that's signed to a Jewish person, all of them, basically 90, basically 90, uh, 90% of them. So what I'm saying is y'all done poked the bear too many times. Y'all should have learned with Drake. Y'all should have learned with Puff. Y'all should have learned with Hove. Y'all dealing with a different kind of animal here. Yeah, yeah. And so how did David Rubin... And a quote-unquote Jew, quote, trademark, trademark Jew, Jew trademark, the Jews trademark, total bullshit. So what did Dave Rubin say? He said, but to be fair, he's also just bananas. Blaming an entire people for the action of one person is the definition of bigotry. Maybe he just needs a mirror. Okay, where do, that's his whole point, Rubin. And the fact that I'm de defending Kanye West is retarded, but his whole point is that if a black man or white man, and this is why the Kanye thing is a bit of a psyop, but I, I think he's being genuine. I don't think he's reading a script, but I think he's being used. Uh, if, if one of them has crack in a car, they all go to jail. Okay, so every time a Jew gets caught doing a genocide or, you know, molesting a bunch of kids, which happens all the time. Whether it's the Sacklers or the Epsteins or the Weinsteins or the Woody Allen or all these people, the CEO of Pfizer, CEO of Moderna, CEO of Gen... So, you know, it's just that one guy. But every time a Jew does something great, it's a Jewish accomplishment. That's Kanye's point, Dave. And want to know what's bananas is calling sodomy marriage. Dave Rubin shoves his dirty little cock in a guy's anus and calls it marriage. That's bananas. And how dare you bring up bananas around a black man? Because you know it makes them salivate. You know it gets them excited. Dave Rubin knows exactly what he's doing when he says, uh, to be fair, he's also bananas. Kanye's like, hey man, you say bananas? Right? He, know, he knows that that triggers him. Ruben just got kicked off Rockfin. Yeah, yeah, it, no chance. Kanye brings up great points. It's true. If one black man does something bad, all the other blacks get caught with him. It's the reverse for the Jewish people. 
If a Jewish person could reportedly fuck me on a deal, it's just them. It's just a businessman. It's not the Jewish people. And by the way, Jewish is trademarked. Trademarked. And we're not saying Toronto Jew Bear. I'm actually not lumping in all the Jews together, which is funny coming from me. I'm just giving commentary about it. But as a liability shield for criminals, he's 100% accurate. 100% accurate. And it's funny they said to poke the bear. Hilarious. Uh, so this is happening. And guys, I called it. I called every bit of this. I said that the, the persecution and blaming of Jews would be normalized. And then I said it would be by black people. Do you, anyone remember that? Black Lady Bear said, it's interesting how black how people are triggered when a black American calls themselves a Jew, but they are okay to be called everything else. Right, no, no, it's, it's, uh, it's revealing the whole shell game. So this is 900 away from 66.6 tweets. Remember that? All right, you remember? I get the point, though. Everyone claims the amazing IQ of Nobel Peace Prize winners, not the Hollywood filthy Jews. Yeah, but even those Nobel, do you know Alfred Nobel, what he did? He invented TNT. Alfred Nobel was, by modern definitions, a war criminal. Alfred Nobel did a classic satanic grabble where he awarded people the Peace Prize when he single-handedly is responsible for the mo some of the most amount of deaths in modern warfare. All right, so when all these little dirty Jews, no offense, not all you guys, Persian Jew, good guy, Persians, I get it. But when you guys make your claims about superior IQ, you guys believe your own fucking lies, man. The Jews have an average IQ of 116. You know why that is? It's because they figured out how to fucking run game on that test. It's from like one study in the 50s. And, and so then they start believing their own lies and they start saying, oh, well, we deserve to control people because we're so much smarter. But it, um, hang on. Kanye is attempting to poke the emotional powder keg of black Americans. Yes. I think if I was going to step back at 120,000 feet above the Earth's surface with no perceivable curve, and I was looking at who would be running the PSYOP, and I don't think Kanye is in on it, by the way. I think Kanye is acting authentically, and the editorializers of this world, they, they move pieces around to create narratives, okay? If I could call that this was going to be the narrative years ago, obviously it's for a reason. Um, I think they're trying to scare the Jews out of America to go to Israel to really set up, to try and set up a slave state in America. I think that's a Zionist agenda. And I think that, that they're going to try and use the blacks to do it because white people aren't scary. Quote unquote, white people. There is no real such thing as white people, but you have to be fucking retarded to think that there's this white supremacy movement in America where we're just like super violent and aggressive. Dude, most white people are the biggest mental slaves in the world in America. It's insane. Blacks, not so much. Mexicans, Indians, Pakistanis. These people are not, these people are not uh, under that same spell. They're under different spells. You know, the black spell is very much associated with mammon and false toxic masculinity, actual toxic masculinity. Not the type that the feminists talk about, but the ones that are hyper-violent, think it's cool to have babies with six ma mamas, you know, like that shit. That, it's a problem for them. A lot of them. Not all of them. But Kanye is bringing up some interesting points. Here's another Kanye. Uh, uh, what is this? I'll show you that. It's pretty cool. 
Is there another Kanye one here? Ah, oh, here it is. Jews, Ruben. Huh. Did I download that one? Oh, here we go. The audio is pretty low. We'll give it a shot. We'll see what he says here. And there is a there is a powder keg ready to go with uh, black and non-white Americans and Jews. It's not whites and Jews. Most whites are incapable of even saying Jews have anything to do with the media and banking. It's insane. You know, like like one percent of the population is what 90, 95 percent of media and banking, and and most whites not only are incapable of saying that, they'll ostracize you for pointing out that obvious fact. Um, but I'm not backing Kanye as a man, by the way. In a lot of ways, he's black Elon Musk. You know, there, there's a lot of problems there. I'm not, don't idol worship the guy, but this is grab where football. This is what's happening. Uh, most whites are good guys. Yeah, but the Jews aren't even your enemy. And I know that people be like, but you just, you just showed they're only hurting themselves. The Jew cries out in pain as he brainwashes you. Yeah, but you don't have to be brainwashed. It's your choice. And that can sound uh, cruel and, you know, whatever people say about me, that it's harsh, but it's true. The Jews don't do it to you. You got to do it to yourself. And I think one of the main reasons I've been banned isn't because I'll, I'll name the Jew and talk about Jews and banking and media and drugs and the opioids and the Sackler family and Teva Pharmaceuticals. I was ground level with all that shit. I got kicked off a lot of social media because I said that you can rise above it and you don't have to be um, in that world. You can pay off your debts, not take their pills, not watch their porn, not watch their, their movies, and that they're doing it to themselves. I'd say the vaccine rate is higher amongst Jewish Americans than any other group. Swear to God. You know, I went through a period, Anchor Bear had a really funny uh, meme where it showed Kanye. It just, I'm about to go, he crossed out DEFCOM 3 and put White Claw on Jews. Because back when I was drinking White Claws and screaming about the Jews, was I saying, what, 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 the facts I was saying were accurate, but I hadn't gotten to the point of empowerment yet. Where it doesn't matter. You don't, you're not under them. Because what I think they're trying to scare the fuck out of Jews right now, because Jew, every Jew I know is vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a common um, narrative that the Jews are trying to kill us all with vaccines. Provably false. Provably false. And I, and I, I thought of that. I was like, wait till we see how few Jews die in Israel from the vaccine. Tons. And so when you see that, you realize they are bag men. They are useful fucking idiots. 100% true. They line up for boosters. Yeah, they have a lot of problems. They do own, you know, everything Kanye said was accurate. How many blacks own Jews? Like how many? Um, well, not none, Kanye, because they don't accept payment in juicy asses and bananas. It's a lot harder to own a Jew because you have to pay them a lot more. But they are owned by another level. Because they, uh, they're owned by shame, humiliation, fear. The fact BB's IG greenhouse video that is appropriate for BTA got him totally wiped, says it all. Yeah, it's about 
Uh, you got kicked out for trans kids and the next vice president, Tulsi, will run on anti-trans kids and he's most likely had his Adam's apple shaved. Yeah, but I'm no victim. Today, I, to be honest with you, I feel like a piece of shit. I feel almost like, who the hell am I to talk shit about anybody when I couldn't keep my fucking dog safe? All right, so it was a big, big ego check for me, guys. The death of Sophie. And if you guys are just joining, I talked for the first 15 minutes about losing my dog yesterday, it, my, like, and it was my fault. And I'm owning that. And I'm telling you, I'm not, not only am I not perfect, I'm fucked up. Like, I was distracted, and I uh, was yelling at George to get off a truck, and I moved my truck, and fucking there was Sophie. You know? Severed her spine, crushed her pelvis, no pain, but an hour and a half later, she was dead. So who the fuck am I to tell people how to live? So don't think that I'm just like this. Just take or leave what I'm saying. I mean, I, I today am not feeling great about myself. Um, what happened is life, you're not fucked up, baby. Yeah, but, you know, it, does, it feels like I'm, I, I'm really fucked up. BB, who you are as an honest man living an honest life, even in your misery, you're providing an example. That's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm doing a stream today. I didn't want to do a stream today. It's an honest mistake. Doesn't make you fucked up. I was, I could have done a better job with it. And that's true. And th thanks for the kind words, but I know exactly what happened. I, I should have looked down. I should have looked. Did I have a 13-year-old fucking kind of simple-minded, half-blind dog walking next to my truck. You know? But, but there's truth in it. There's truth in everything that happens. You have great advice, just an accident, much love. Yeah, but, you know. Uh, there's no malicious intent in your actions. Oh, God, no. Zero malicious intent. Not only no malicious intent, it's... I was trying to do something good for someone's truck because my dog was jumping on it. Uh, you didn't do it on purpose and the bad guys do and feel no remorse. Yeah, and that's what, but they're in hell. Like it's like, uh, here's an interesting thought I had because I think everything's like connected. Like I don't, that's why some of these experiences, I'm like, what does this mean? Like what is this? Um, you can't save the world. You're doing your best. Yeah, but I can also not run over my... I get what you're saying, but I, I fucked up, guys. I fucked up bad. Uh, she lived a great life. Uh, it, was, it was oddly a good death. Probably a lot better than me keeping her alive in a little fucking cage as she just keeps getting more and more like cancerous and blind. <sighs> BB, where'd you buy that shirt at the gay cowboy store? It's funny, Papa J. Bear. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, maybe I did buy it at the gate. Maybe I bought it at a truck stop right next to my 50 cent rubber with Steven Crowder. All right. Who the fuck are you to judge me, Papa J? What does J stand for? Jerk? Papa Jerk Bear? All right, let me read some super chats. I could easily turn to anger right now for no reason. Even though I'm just being funny with Papa J, I'm not actually mad. BB, right-click on YouTube video on the homepage. Choose Inspect from the drop-down menu. When you opens on the right-hand side, click the... Blah, blah, blah. Force ad blocking. Oh, thank you. 
Blue Bunny Bear. Dear BB, so sorry for your loss in August. On my birthday, my cat got hit by a car. I knew that I should not have let the cats out that day. I blame myself a long time. I have to remind myself that God controls everything, life, death. Everything I just thank him for letting me have thorn for the short time I was given. We planted him under our apple tree where we see him every day. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't regret letting her be outside for the last two years. I don't. It's no way. She'd, she'd live a longer life, but a worse life sit, sitting in that little cage. And, um, and the winter would have been really fucking hard on her because we get a lot of snow here and it gets really cold. And, uh, you know, those are things I can tell myself, but it, it, it's, it's brutal. Booski says, Godspeed to Sophie. She knows how much you guys did for her. Uh, she knows how much you guys did for you. It's all on record. She'll visit you in a dream. Nice. Uh, Clown Wizard Bear. So sorry, Owen. You didn't mean to. I understand it's hard, but don't beat yourself up. As blunt as it is, accidents happen, man, and she's not angry at you. Yeah, it's true. I know she's not angry at me. Um, she, uh, she was licking my hand right, right up until the... And they all die, man. It's like, I think a lot of suffering comes from this weird assumption that we can all beat death somehow. That like, if only you eat the right smoothie or, you know, do the right thing and know how to like, you know, have the right kind of uh, structured water, you'll beat death. And I know we all know we're not going to beat death, but we don't. At the same time, a lot of people, myself included, will live like there's a way out and there isn't. Comfortable Bear, thank you for making me laugh every day and thank you for making me cry today. No problem. Uh, Jonas says, um, all things happen for a reason and even great sorrow is a blessing from God. It was the best possible outcome, even if we can't see it that way. I know you know, but wanted to send a reminder. Oh, and may this pay my gay away. Stealth Bear, oh, and maybe God wants you to learn something from this. Yeah, definitely. We can be grateful it was not a human life. Exactly. I mean, there's so many things that are, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a list of the coincidences to this. That's like conversations me and Amy were having and like the day it happened, we were pulling in from, uh, going to this like harvest festival thing down the street. That was awesome. And she goes, I can't imagine leaving those dogs out like we do three years ago, but they're always just fine. And I'm like, I know, they, they seem happy. And, uh, and we just drive really slow and just let the dogs like not go under the car. And, but where we've talked about it, it's, it was a very conscious decision. And, uh, and we were like, no, we, they should have a life. Because we went through fa a phase where they were just in their little corner with their peep and poop pads that we'd clean every day. And, um, and what kind of life is that? You know, um, all right. Dan BB, sorry to hear about Sophie. I know this is stupid and cliche, but everything happens for a reason, especially when you are not being reckless and stupid and something like this that happens. Yeah. I'll tell you about, remind me about this Bert Kreischer video and my thoughts about tragedy. Because I had a thought yesterday that I've never had in my life and how it applies to what happened. It's really interesting and fucking horrifying. 
Dear Owen, first time writer, long time fan since your touring days. Been off and on the stream for years, but now that I'm more settled, I've been tuning in regularly. I've settled with my recent married wife in the mountains of New England. With that, could you verify me as Flatlander Bear? Letter coming soon. Welcome, Flatlander Bear. Kunk Bear. Hey, BB, I sent a super chat about a year ago requesting you to start a gravy app. You called me a Hillary squirter and said to use Telegram. Most pleased to hear you were actually considering it. Yeah, we were more than considering it. Perhaps a name for the app should be Kunk Bear's Awesome Idea Gravy App. No. We already have a name for it. I'll be telling you guys about it very soon. Fork Ball Bear, wondering why if stars are exploding light years away, making the constellations we see today, why are there not any new constellations or stars in the night sky? Because they're lying. None of it's real. Steve says, Dear Owen, letter on the way, but some quick synap gravy. An addiction is a dick chin that everyone with eyes that can see. One's vices are always visible and each dick chin <laughs> has a distinct look to the discerning eye. Quiet thoughts, Bear. Yeah. Dick chins. Point Bear. BB, thank you for your epic insights and comedy as always. With your blessing, I would like to be re-verified as Paint Bear with a Y. Welcome. I also plan on releasing some music under this name. Many thanks. Many thanks to you. BB, I made a Tinder account recently and changed my height to 6'8". As I, as I am not, I was arriving in stilts to dates. Is this how I feel inside and is all that matters these days? Allegedly, when I was questioned by my dates, I would accuse the women of being midgephobic. Does this joke land? No, it's too real and no one likes to laugh along with short people. You're far too uh, offensive and uh, disconcerting, unsettling. All right, so here is, uh, but thanks for the super chat. So here is Bert Kreischer failing as a dad and blaming uh, generations for it, okay? Him with, uh, and I'm, I was being very judgmental. And I don't feel like being very judgmental now, but the show must go on and these things have to be mocked, all right? But someone, anyone right now could say, yeah, you fucking ran over your sweet dog. I get it. Uh, but anyway, uh, and then I'll tell you about this uh, thought I had. 19-year-old daughter is like woke as fuck. I mean, that, that's that generation. Of course. Comedy is, of the, course. is the villain. And her dad is the fucking joker. Like, it, it, like they, to joke about Elliot Page is sacrilege. That, that's what she wrote in her thing. The jokes are what upsets me. You go, well, that's kind of the, the business I'm in that paid for this house, so, that paid for the... So I bring Isn't it interesting how kids don't care about when dads are like, well, that paid for this house. They're like... Yeah, but you didn't raise me and you're humiliating me. Like, he's been doing jokes about his daughters for years, like really humiliating jokes, like saying really, uh, really uh, embarrassing things about um, his daughters. And so now they're woke as fuck. And him and the little, little guy there said, uh, well, that's just the generation. You know, it's just their generation. Um, and by the way, Bert, I don't remember the Joker being a bisexual alcoholic. So I don't think anybody's going to mistake you for the Joker, big guy. Oh, and someone was bringing up the social sexual hierarchy of the Jokers. They were all different. Jack Nicholson was an alpha. Um, the one from Dark Knight was an omega. And then Joaquin Phoenix was a gamma. So every uh, iteration of a Joker has been different. You know, like um, the Joker in Dark Knight, people were calling him a sigma. No, omega. He wanted to see the world burn. He didn't fit in. You could never imagine him with a woman. It's not like, you know, he was outside the hierarchy. He was the definition of an omega. 
Uh, Jack Nicholson was the alpha. He was the most concerned about loyalty to him, his maintaining his authority over people, his taste in women, his excess with women, very alpha. And then Joaquin Phoenix was the loser who wanted to be alpha, the gamma. Um, okay, so anyway, so I post that and I'm having this thought. I'm like, can we just live a life without tragedy? I'm like, is that possible? And yesterday I was thinking that. I'm like, what if we just live right? You know, what if we just tell the truth and we live right? Is there a way that we can just live this life without tragedy? And that day my dog died tragically. And I never think that way. Like, I've never had that thought where it's like, can I just avoid tragedy in my life? And the answer is no. And then I told that to Amy and she was like, well, a lot of it has to do with our, our attitude towards it. You know, like everything's a tragedy or nothing's a tragedy, depending on how connected to God you are. And, um, and she's absolutely right. It's like a tragedy kind of implies um, questioning, just questioning like God's authority in a way where it's like, like to most Jews, everything's a tragedy. You know, everything. The way their shoes fit, the way someone looks at them on a train, the fact that 80 years ago something may have happened to them in another country. I mean, they obsess about this. Everything's tragic. You know, they should make more money. Their wife should respect them more. Their mom should be proud of them for accomplishing something. Their, their cousin Mort is, is really not as good as everyone pretends. Their bowel movements uh, should be better. You know, they, it's like just everything's a tragedy. You know, they're the victim. I was talking to a, a Jewish woman recently, a uh, friend of the family's um, cool lady, really cool story with her husband, really nice. But I, I straight up told her all this stuff because we we're having a dinner and, uh, and he used to be a prosecutor in a, a major city, he, you know, a major prosecutor and had a heart attack. They reevaluated their life, moved to Idaho, crushing, guy super tall, legend. And, uh, and I was, you know, I brought up the Jays and, and she was like, well, you know, full disclosure, I'm, I'm Jewish. I'm like, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't say so, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, and she was like talking about how they've been persecuted for thousands of years. And I told her straight up, I'm like, listen, millions of people died in World War II. And to pretend or to act like you're the only people that were victims during that time period. And I think I brought up the Morgenthau plan of starving Germany and all this stuff. And I'm like, people aren't buying it anymore. And no one wants to hear it anymore. And I'm like, there's a lot about Jewish culture I like. And I, I, I don't change. Like, I'm not deceptive. Like, what you see is what you get. And so... I'm having this awesome conversation with this woman because I could tell she was in a kind of uh, pain from it. That everything's a tragedy. That Jewish history is all a tragedy. They've always been persecuted. And the question is always, why do you think they were persecuted? Did it have anything to do with their behavior in these countries? And if you have a conversation with people like this, they're very receptive. The Jews aren't actually like your enemy. They're not. They're having a massive identity problem right now. Massive. They don't know who the fuck they are. They got, after the 40s, they got defined as victims. I mean, they always had that. 
You know, they, you know, Passover, all this stuff is about reliving past trauma. I mean, that's kind of like what keeps them together in certain ways. But, um, you know, they're, they're, they do it to themselves. And that's a great way to forgive them. My hubby always brings up why they are persecuted to Jewish family members. They don't want to admit any fault. Because they broke the laws of the nation they were allowed in. That's why they were persecuted. It wasn't because they're special and everyone's jealous because they have such giant fucking noses. That's not why. People, a lot of nations, were extremely receptive to them. And what did they do? They broke the decency codes, they sold pornography, and they sold usury. That's why, that's why they were persecuted. And then they, they refuse to take responsibility for that. And they just want to, a lot, culturally, and when I say they, it's the majority of them. The majority of them are not criminals. They're not evil. They're not worshiping Satan. They're extremely confused and they, and they view their lives as tragedies. They're always breaking their treaties too. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. America broke a lot of treaties with the Indians. And, but then you start looking at like, and I told this woman, I go, when you look at who controls all the media, who controls the banking, who's the CEOs of all these pharmaceutical companies, there's 70 members of Congress that are citizens of Israel, a country that has deceived Americans into fighting several wars for decades. What was her response? Valid. But at the same time, she was like, because she's a really good person. That's the thing is like, I have an interesting view on, on Jews because um, I, I, I under, I, there's a lot about their culture that I like that they are family-oriented, they have a, a, a long history, they remember their past, they, um, they're motivated to start their own businesses, they stick together. But what happened in the 40s especially was they got trauma-bonded, and trauma-bonding is a double-edged sword. Where trauma-bonding, you, you bond based on perceived or real trauma, and so then you start defining yourself by that. And then 80 years later, you don't know who you are. What makes you a Jew? When you look at, uh, and then like, and they have this small group, 16 million total in the world. 16 million. Very, very few amount of Jews. Maybe 20 million. I don't know. And then you have Jews like this, like, like um, where is he? Uh, Reuben. And, and now you guys see why I talk about Jews so much. This is the narrative at this point. I knew this was coming. That it was going to be blacks blaming Jews for their problems. And they do bring up a lot of points. They know who they are, not whether they want to admit it. Yeah, and dude, there is a sorrow when you actually bring this up. It doesn't work if you have hatred towards them or you're angry at them or you blame them for your problems. They won't talk to you like a normal person. They will, they've been programmed that you're the enemy, you wanna hurt them, they'll do anything to keep their position and to not be persecuted. But when you actually view them as, like Americans have identity problems. They do. This concept of the melting pot and the American dream is the nation and you know our conquer, like a manifest destiny at this ins insane guilt about it. Um, BB's very grateful you got uh, some of us so far ahead of this shift, says Otis. Yeah, Jews said, yeah. 
And what the ADL does, it's, it started so much hatred for, for Jews. Like the ADL pressured Sunni Oswego to fire my mother and they did because she was my mom. You don't think that I have the ability to hate? You don't think I have the ability to look at who runs YouTube and Twitter and Airbnb and the stock market and Pfizer? And, of course I do. But why are they doing it? And do they do it to themselves? And the answer is fucking yes. These people, I have a better life than these people. Would you want to be a fucking Sackler? Would you want to be a Rothschild? Let me show you something. Um, I'll just read this to you. I haven't talked about it yet, but imagine a Rothschild that just didn't want to be. Uh, hey, hey, God, you have to send me a confirmation. God, are you there? God, will you send me a confirmation code, please? God, Tin, are you there? I think I think we both know what's going on here. Because they don't want this out. They don't want it out that they're not actually victims. That's their biggest fucking Achilles heel. It's why they have such fear and hatred towards me. And by they, I don't mean Jews. I mean a type, a, a criminal group that calls themselves Jews to avoid responsibility. And if I was going to uh, criticize Kanye West, I'd say, stop, you know, explain this. Don't just tell these like, you know, violent, desperate, poor black people that it's the Jews. Because it, is, it actually isn't. They have convinced themselves that anything they do is justified because they live in fear. Yeah. Uh, when you take away their victim narrative, they can't commit their crimes because they're still human beings. Living men and women aren't designed to be psychopathic. There are some, but it's very, very rare. Um, one second, guys. The abused can abuse. The victim can abuse. It's a cycle and it's not, um, it has nothing to do with being a Jew. I see it all over the place. In order to be cruel, that's hilarious. Um, just showing that the Jews is trending on Twitter was deleted by a burner, um, a burner Instagram that I'm using that I know will be deleted in no time. Just, just screenshotting a Twitter thing. I'm not upset. Of course that's going to happen. They don't want these things shown. So this is um, Victor Rothschild. He was the only son of Victor Rothschild, second marriage to Teresa Mayer, and heir to the Rothschild dynasty after his older half-brother Jacob. Amschel's obituary stated, where his father was a large and pugnacious build, Amschel Rothschild was tall, thin, and strikingly graceful. His bushy head of hair emphasized large, sad brown eyes. He was precise, almost obsessively tidy, enjoyed making difficult cocktails and revisiting old jokes. He loved his farm, his children, restoring old outhouses, extending his lawns, going to bed early. Amschel was regularly billed as the heir presumptive to Sir Evelyn de Rothschild for the chairmanship, blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, though newspaper reports could be uh, sniffy about his prospects, they implied his profile was too low, that with his gentle manner, he was too nice, that he lacked the killer instinct. Good guy. This Rothschild was by, 
and I've looked into this, was a good guy. On July 8, 1996, he was found dead in the bathroom of his suite in the Bristol Hotel in Paris. According to the official story, he had committed suicide by hanging himself with the belt of his bathrobe. That is a calling card for a certain mafia. Okay, we all know he didn't hang himself. Imagine being in that family. Do you want to be that? They do it to themselves. So a Rothschild was born who really enjoyed farming his children, being outside, he was nice, didn't have a killer instinct, and they fucking hung him from a bathroom wall. Um, they breed in that world to be psychopathic. And so why would you envy that? Think about how, like, they're, they're living in a form of hell all the time. And then you look at Jews like Trown Jew Bear, Persian Jew Bear, other ones here, and does it appear like they're conspiring against you? It's the devil, dude. It's the principalities of darkness. Farming Paws and his children, for the autists out there. <laughs> yeah, farming his children, right. When you're dealing with a Rothschild, you do have to explain that. Um, you got Hillary. Yeah, but it's like Hillary would get Hillary. Imagine if Hillary stopped being like Hillary. They'd hang her from a fucking bathroom with her robe. It's a calling card. They, they like to kill within ho uh, their hotel rooms in their bathrooms. And it's showing, like, that's what happens when you show any empathy. I like having empathy. I like having a life with um, joy in it and, and love, you know? Like, here is uh, yesterday we, we played cornhole. Check this out. This is my new passion. I'm, I know I miss here, but I just want you guys to see the form. Okay, so that's a great game. And so I have my kids are, me and my wife are playing cornhole. The kids are grabbing the bags for us. We're having a blast. We're outside in a festival. I noticed something interesting about Idaho. Very few, like, obese people. You know, you'll have your thick guys. You'll have your thick, like, kind of muscular guys. But nobody's, like, fat. And I was talking to my boy Kevin about this. He's a health professional. He's like, yeah, because there's real food there. And there's love. And I was looking around and people were happy and I didn't see like that, that like horrifying physique that you see all over the place because it has to do with, um, with like eating real food. And I'm just really, really, uh, uh, happy to live here. It's just a, such a beautiful place to live. All right. Like uh, a farm right next to us right down the road from us has these uh, harvest festivals where they just invite everyone to come. There's hay rides, there's cornhole, there's live bands, there's like face painting and uh, pumpkins and like, you know, potato sack um, slides. And it's just like very, very grateful. I went on vacation to Orlando. Every single person is a hundred plus pounds overweight. It was Twilight Zone. Yeah. And I don't mean like, Thick, because most farmers, stonemasons, people like that are, are thick guys, but they're not like, you know, it's, it's that like sick diabetic fat that you see all over America. It just doesn't exist here. It's weird. Do they have fast food areas in Sandpoint? A few, but people don't eat fast food really here. It's a lot of farm stands, a lot of, uh, you know, authentic food. Uh, it's legit the movie Wally with the people in the carts. Yeah. All right. I think I got to everything. 
I'm going to read some mail now. And uh, rest in peace, my beautiful little dog, Sophie. I'm glad I did this stream. Uh, I understand why Amy didn't think it was a good idea, but um, you guys definitely helped cheer me up. Watermelon seeds. Dear BB, how dare you? I was with you. I'm still with you. But how dare you? Allegedly, Mr. Bear. Some watermelon seeds. Ever hear the one about two gay guys and a ghost? Haha, <laughs> really funny. Good one. Good one, Mr. Bear. They're fatter down here in Coeur d'Alene. Um, yeah, I, I think cities breed fat. And I know I'm a thick guy, I get it. But I'm not unhealthy. How do I open this? I sent you some gravy and text on the phone. It's a little dated now in the stream since the Joker talk is over. Now I'll read it, Kyneton. I'll read your stupid little message. I can't. I mean, this is like so taped, I can't. Let's take a look at what Kyneton, what stupid, silly little Kyneton has to say. Um, there's this Joker theory, I think is 100% true because it fits the versions of the Joker. There's actually not one Joker in the universe. There's three. The psycho, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix. The gangster, Jack Nicholson, Jared Leto. The prankster, Cesar Romero. When you see a new iteration of Joker movie, if you know these three versions, you can... See which one the actor picked. That's interesting. The gangster, the prankster, and the psycho. Yeah, the gangster is the alpha. Uh, the prankster is the omega. I think that's... Or no, the, the, the psycho is the omega, and the prankster is the gamma, I believe. Because, uh, well, here's the thing. I don't think that Joaquin... Whoa, thank you. Oh, that was from Cod. God intend you silly little bastard. Um, I think Joaquin's a gamma. He was like really wanted to be in the spotlight. Uh, Heath Ledger didn't. Heath Ledger just wanted to see the world burn. He wanted to show everyone that they were hypocrites. He was an omega. He's like the archetype of an Omega. What the fuck is going on with this? There we go. This appears to be an angry letter, and if it is, I'm not going to read it. Um... Oh, in Quincinelli, I walked by a man watching your show right when you said I apologize to that woman who said she's a poor man's Owen Benjamin. I'm sorry I missed my, uh, my letter read on air. Sorry I'm not glued to the tube watching your every move. Thought you'd find some measure of truth and humor. Um... I barely broached anything too personal. Did I reveal, um... I don't know. She sounds real angry, and I, I, I think I was right about that instinct. 
She said, you maggot me made a gal angry whilst I maggot you marked asshole gravy actor. Oh, so I was totally right. She did suck. Moving on. My instincts are pretty fucking good. And I even apologized about that. I don't take back the apology. I did misunderstand. But, you know, she sounds like a fucking lunatic. All right. Owen, Mojave Farmer Bear here. Um, Long-time listener, occasional super chatter. And finally putting pen to pad to write you a letter. I found your Twitter at about the time the gay toe tried to give you an intervention. I cured out on my own how much of a... I figured out on my own how much of a crying sodomite the toe was. When you started to go at him, I listened, laughed, agreed. Um, So started my journey with the Bears. I was a fringe listener, but... Kept getting the comfortable feeling that I'm not the only one who sees this. As your exile clearly exposed myself as an entity of the beast to just plain demonic, the content of the streams only stewed thicker and the topics surrounding really resonated with me. I was able to reconnect with my creator and have a personal relationship with Christ. I had lost years prior because of the gravel in the church. My story is like many bears. I was batting, battling demons in my own life, drugs, alcohol, porn, women, nothing uniquely different or more intense than some of the stories written by other bears, but grateful for the experience and honesty of the bears because this community just feels like home. That's awesome. It's a beautiful letter. Let me finish it out here. I just have to stay organized because this one has a donation to Um, the rally of this community in light of the Holocaust motivated me to quit Babylonian job in Las Vegas and start looking onward myself. Um, was landscape bear have connected with the bears on the app started a PMA and have made great connections for the potential projects going forward because bears have been so awesome to me. I'd like to extend my services to them. My background is in soil ecology and plant physiology. I have been working on designing regenerative and organic garden systems for about a decade So if any bears have any questions or want some reading material, reach out in the app at Mojave Farmer Bear. M-O-J-A-V-E Farmer Bear. Uh, P.S. I just recently attended a wedding in which I unknowingly had a vegan menu. When I saw the menu, eight wheels appeared on my feet that I have been trying to remove since. To remain under 0.5 Tate, I refuse to partake in the honey glazed tofu patty, um, the soy meatballs, or the chicken that only specified it was not chicken with quotations. Taking these uh, precautions allowed me to remove the heel breaks on my newly formed blades and not cross the thin gay line. I'm hoping this donation to the Ozarks will allow me to remove the wheels from my feet 
and settle back in the point two Tate area. Yeah, it sure doesn't hurt. Sure doesn't fucking hurt. From the inception of Small Hat coming from Team Grab, where Shapiro and Natsu, no one in the realm is having more fun than us, and we will survive the winter. Mojave Farmer Bear for Ozarks. There's the information. Okay, let me get it. Make sure I get it together. Beautiful. I would take my present back if they served me a vegan menu. That's smart. I mean, obviously, that's the move. letter um how dare they have a fully vegan all right dear owen hope all is a blessing unfortunately i do not even have a hundo to throw to you for missouri fundraiser right now but it will come to the p.o box in due time don't worry about it we're fine hopefully this letter brings some value or at least intrigue to you and the bears i wanted to take the wooden spoon and churn the gravy a bit with this letter although i'm not sure as to where this goes but we'll find out in a few. I want to try to bend the mind a bit in regards to creation, but in regards to the intention part of it, especially in regards to the human being as unique bipedal creatures made in the image of God. I'll start with the basic parts. Our biological makeup, as in our parts and organs and their functions, which we are capable of seeing the mechanics of and the jobs these pieces of us do. I'll, uh, I might, this might be a little heavy for me today. I'll read this after. Um, this is from, um, so I'm not saying God does not know emotions like the back of his hand. He created them. He can play them in his creation like a child. Anyway, I hope it's entertaining for you guys. This is Tabakaj Bear, by the way. Tabakaj. Oh, Jackobat. Backwards. And by the way, if you spell that name backwards, you find out who it really is. Yeah, I'll, I, I don't need any of that today. Thank you, though, Jackobat. Uh, no one fucking cares. Uh, I see why Amy didn't want me to do a stream today. How much is unloaded on Jackobat? Okay. Um, what a loser, says Habibi. Thank you, Mr. Bear. Uh, just trying to keep everything separate. Oh, I got a final one here. Nice, fine, don't read it. I won't, Jacobat. Little super chat. Ah, oh, nice, beautiful couple. Hi, Owen. I hope this letter will encourage bears that to be thankful for their upbringing, whatever it might be. My name is Game Theory Bear, and my height is also my age, 22 Rogan's tall, 22 years old. 
This letter is long overdue as I have to thank you for much of my mental and physical prosperity over the last four years. Attached is some gravel to start to pay some of the gay away for only super chatting a few times over this time uh, span. Don't worry about it. I credit God for bringing your stream to my intention at the perfect time. I was 17 years old and stuck in a rut of pornography since the age of 10. See, my mother was abusive, beating me from the age of three to six, and then when she could no longer overpower me, she beat me down with abusive words and manipulation until I left for college. This caused me to lose much of my confidence and to drain my sorrow in porn and video games. Ira voiced, oh, gee, did we got another one. Fortunately for this bear and so many others, your streams were just the remedy I needed to become a man. See, I was a weak, slobbering addict raised by a weak father that never protected me from my mother. He is a boomer who believed that any conflict should be avoided at all costs, even if it meant not confronting my mom about pounding her son's head into the foot of the stairs and drawing blood. Jesus, that's horrifying. Because he didn't do chores properly at three years old. Unbelievable. Needless to say, I didn't have a great father figure. From a personal experience, you were batting a thousand on the types of parents that create gamma children. As a result of their lack of guidance and masculinity from my father, my mother treated me as her husband and as a sex object without the physical sex. From the moment I became old enough to express my feelings, this left me with majority feminine beaten down traits as a result of, my, of only relating to my mother and doing so in an unhealthy way. Men, do not treat your wives as the end-all be-all to your decision-making. Owen is 100% right. Thinking logically and long-term first is the only way your woman will respect you. Fact. Boomers hate standing up for anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they're like, and they get so mad when you point it out. They're like, not all boomers. Look, I'm good, I swear. Um, okay. Which one's this? place today sorry um, as a result of your tough love I quit porn in 2018 and haven't looked at it since it wasn't only your tough love but the mentorship and truth that you provided that brought me out of this dark hole and it was worth every difficult night to the other bears struggling with this keep pushing forward it is beyond worth it and to you Owen thank you from the bottom of my heart this change sent my life to an amazing direction. I met the woman of my dreams in 2019, and as a result of being clean from porn, I was able to muster the confidence to ask her out. I married my beautiful wife in 21, and we're going to start trying for kids this fall. We both want six, and I'm working on conceiving her to, convincing her to have 10, because I have changed so much from a recovering gamma to a competent delta that she respects over the last three years. She is slowly coming to my side. We purchased an investment property in Tennessee a month ago with 50% down and we'll be fixing it before the end of the year and making 30K on the flip. The profits from this will go towards a cash purchase of a home and land near Knoxville and we'll be making the move with her parents from Boston within the next year. Your advice about limiting debt is spot on and we will be debt free once we sell our investment home. I've attached a picture of my wife and I for the Bard King. There's so much more I will say in upcoming letters and I would love and I would love right now, but let's face it, we always need to make time for more gravy. So with that being said, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And if it pleases the Bard King, I would like to be verified as Game Theory Bear. Welcome, Game Theory Bear. And my wife as Physiologist Bear, as she is an exercise physiologist and personal trainer who's passionate about alternative diet 
and medicine. Welcome, both of you. Both of you crazy kids. P.S. Can you please add us to the mailing list? We would be thrilled to get a letter from the Big Bear. I'm an unauthorized subscriber and was so excited to donate to Ursa Ozarks. Yeah, yeah, of course. Support what you love. Family, Massachusetts. P.S.S. Can I please get a must-be-nice Ira voice as my favorite reminder to not be a faggot and man up? Might be nice. Oh, might be nice. Oh, might be nice. Oh, Jesus. Might be nice. Might be nice. <laughs> I'll do it all fucking day long for you, bro. All right. Letter like that shows the importance of the BB. Well, just all you guys. It's a team sport, guys. Um, life is a team sport. Um, so rest in peace, my sweet Sophie. Great dog. Great fucking dog. Uh, simple, pure-hearted. Couldn't stop shitting and pissing in the house. Was clumsy. I think she had horrible vision since the time we got her 10 years ago. And, uh, and she died without pain. But it's very, very sad. And she will uh, enjoy her little spot next to the cherry tree. Rest in peace, my sweet girl. All right. Kyanton had some more super chats. Hey, BB, I sent some large art in a letter last week. It may have been lost in the shuffle. Tracking shows pickup. Letter announces a bear meetup Saturday, October 29th at 5 p.m. We will gather for a potluck and Vegas-style bonfire. Please help spread the word. H-U-M on the BT app at Vegas Gravy Train. All right, everybody. Vegas Gravy Train on the BT app. Go, uh, go check him out and go check out his, uh, his bear meetup. Community of Strength. Cucumber says, hey, BB, I heard about your new passion. Tossing some beanbags in the cornhole is a truly family fun game. We should consider a change the name. I don't give up ground to homos. Cornhole had nothing to do with anyone's ass until people made it about it. Same with bears. Just because there's like 20 fat, hairy homos in San Fran calling themselves bears doesn't mean that they get it. They don't get the rainbow. They don't get cornhole. There's an urban dictionary definition. Yes, the rollerblades use this word cornhole for a completely different vulgar backyard game. There's even Indiana cornhole. I don't care. It had to do with corn and it's a hole. It's not, it's not, no, fuck. They don't get to make everything disgusting. Longtooth bear, thank you for making it um, a point to be truthful and honest. You deal with hard things and don't cop out with your words. You say what you believe to be true has made such a difference for me. Thank you for that. And sorry about Sophie, BB. Yeah, thanks. Um, hey, BB, Cod, sorry to hear about Sophie. Thank you for continuing to stream today. We do appreciate it, Amor. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I made a commitment years ago that I was going to be like the mailman. Rain, sleet, snow or shine. I mean, th I'm sure there's some days where I'm, I'm sure I can't stream for a variety of reasons, but just because I was sad wasn't going to be uh, one of the reasons um, I wish they didn't get gay. Yeah, gay. We can take back gay. We'll take back all of it. We can take back all the fucking words. They don't get all these words. We might even have to take back rollerblading at some point. I know that sounds insane coming from me. 
What am I even? Maybe I shouldn't have streamed today. I'm fucking talking about rollerblading. They ruined Alabama fudge cake for me. Fucking fags. Don't let it, dude. Yeah, I'm at, like the Packers, the Green Bay Packers. Now you just think of like Dave Rubin and his little roommate there. No. No, we're taking, we're taking back the ground. Let's just watch Kanye one more time. Talk about blacks and Jews. He's taking back ground. Look at him. Look at this fucking maniac. According to Dave Rubin, he's bananas. And let me tell you one thing. It's like if a black man is caught with some in a car or something, everybody in the car going to go to jail with, with him, right? But if a black man can play basketball or rap, only he gets the record deal. So meaning like if one black man does something bad, all the other blacks get caught with him. If one black man does something good, nobody else gets nothing with him. It's a reverse for the Jewish people, right? right. If, if a Jewish person could repeatedly fucks me on a deal, it's right. just them. It's just the businessman. It's not the people. It's not nobody else. Right. But if a Jewish person does good, all of their people eat with them. That's one of the flips. I got to tell you something. Where is a black guy that has a Jewish person signed to him? Point it out. Tell me that. Mm. Where is a black person that's signed to a Jewish person? All of them. Basically 90 basically 90 uh 90 of them so what i'm saying is y'all done poked the bear too many times y'all should have learned with drake y'all should have learned with puff y'all should have learned with hove y'all dealing with a different kind of animal here in in my defense he's the one who called him himself an animal so when i refer to him in the future as a dirty little animal um, I just want it noted that, that Kanye just called himself an animal. Okay. So that's the Jay's strength. Any group could do that. Exactly. Bowler Barrett. The Jays aren't your enemy. They don't even matter. They're, they're, they're hurting themselves more than they can possibly hurt you. Imagine being defined by victim consciousness, right? That's all you have to think about. Oh, you're just going. To, I called it four years ago that there was going to be a time when people were going to say I'm too soft on the Jews and I'm I'm secretly this and I'm and I said it was going to come from black people. Not that there is a whole thing, but it was going to be minority groups attacking Jews publicly. It was going to become normalized, and then these passive aggressive sneaky little whites are just going to be like. Oh, you're, de you're you defending the Jews because it's not them doing it to you. Poke the bear is one of my favorite expressions. I use it at work. Don't poke the bear. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, that's it for me today. Owen Benjamin, president of the ADL 2024. I I I think it's a smart move. They need to they need some new blood in there. <laughs> some. But it just as far as my advice to Jews is this, and you should listen because things are going to get crazier and crazier for our buddies, the Jews in this country, because people are sick of their shit. Um, you are persecuted because of your behavior. Okay, you, you'll name all these countries you were kicked out of, but not why. And that's really something to think about, like really address it, own it. The, the reason a lot of them can't, the reason that Ruben cannot own it 
is because he right now is living in sin with a man and he calls him his husband and they've adopted children from fucking India. So they have to be a victim. There's no going back for people like that. Well, there is, but it's very difficult. Otis says, it really is crazy how many times you predict things that are super non-obvious to come true three to four years later. Yeah, it's why I'm called crazy. It's, it's, I'm obviously not crazy. I have faults. But it's because I see patterns that other people don't see. And I tried to show it. I tried to explain my IQ and stuff. And people thought I was bragging and they freaked out. And I'm like, okay, I won't talk about that anymore. You show guts to ABB, great lesson in strength and honor. Keep crushing. Well, thanks, Bravo Bear, but I did, uh, you know, I feel incredibly guilty and terrible about what happened. To, um, you know, I love that dog. I fucking love that little dog. All right. Uh, six months ahead, you're called a prophet. Two years ahead, you're called crazy. That's hilarious. Now, like a thousand years ahead, you're called a prophet. Now, six months ahead, you're called, you, you, uh, you're called, uh, a trendsetter or something. What do they call these people? I'm typically three years ahead. Prophets are like a thousand years ahead. And they're, and they're not wrong. They, they're direct source connection. I'm not. I'm, I'm wrong. I fucking ran over my dog yesterday, guys. I'm, I'm pathetic in a lot of ways. Um, I've been divorced 106 times with 106 restraining orders. I, imagine, imagine living in a town... Where there's 115, it's not, it's way above 109, guys. It's 115 now. They've been kicked out of 115 countries. And there's 115 restaurants, and you're not allowed in any of them. And you've convinced yourself it's because they all just hate you for being special. Think about how fucking crazy that is. Uh, BB is pre-influencer. <laughs> We all fall short of the glory of God. Yes, very much so. Very much so. And I think uh, if you listen to the first 20 minutes of the stream, you will never, ever uh, make the mistake of thinking I'm an idol or perfect again. Because I know most of you know that, but some of you don't. I mean, I think because of my words that are not typically said by people in the, in the public eye, um, they think I'm super special, right? They think that I'm more than than just a, a podcaster, but I'm not. I fucking, I, I killed my dog yesterday. Uh, accidentally, obviously, but it was fucking brutal. So, uh, you know, have you ever not done that? Then you're better than me. Get in the gravel copter and head to Lumeria. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I feel like the gravel copter is getting, uh, getting gassed up right now. Because the, the censorship, I also called this. I said the censorship was about to get even more insane. That's why I was streaming every day on, on uh, Instagram when I could. Because I was like, it's about to go bang. And it did. Like now, I, I, the Instagram censorship's gotten nuts. They banned Coddington, who never broke a single violation. And I never logged into it. And it was a fan account. I don't believe Jewish people have to worry about blacks individually unless they stage some event. No, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, violence happening in Los Angeles right now that people aren't talking about, Black Lady Bear. A lot of rich Jews right now are being followed home by uh, thug types, Mexicans, blacks, and uh, home invaded. 
That's why, like, the, the, the crime rates in L.A., I guess, are up, like, 50 times. And, um, and it's, it's because, like, the haves and have-nots, I know that's a communist uh, way of thinking, but in the materialist mammon worldview, there is haves and have-nots. But that's only if your God is mammon. In my world, um, the have and have-not is, you know, faith, peace, clarity. But in their world, it's like, what kind of car do you drive? So when you have the top of the pyramid, which are, uh, allegedly is the Jews, the top of the pyramid before you get to the detached level, in my opinion, and then the bottom of the pyramid, when you're looking at uh, a lot of blacks, Mexicans, whatnot, um, they're, they're going to war now because the middle that they're trying to get rid of, the middle class, you know, Caucasian, uh, heritage American lifestyle, apple pie, baseball, free speech, the idea that there's free markets, um, the idea of good and evil, you know, it, you don't go to church much, but you're, you're, you still go on Christmas, like that type of American. The fact that that's now being eaten, the small business, the mom and pop stores, the, the, the top and the bottom are about to bang. They're about to fucking hit. And they are starting to hit. The, the Kanye stuff is... Um, is a big change to have one of the, the richest black man in America. That sounds like a poverty issue, not based on religion. No, it's not based on religion. It's, it's the absence of religion. It's not like there is no black religion. It's a lot. It's a culture. So in, I know that there's no universal black culture and a lot of it was invented by the grabbers, but in Los Angeles, there is like, I got to get mine. You know, it's like, Oh, what you driving? Huh? <laughs> you know, it's all material. And so when you have these excessively rich people and these like very violent, um, hungry people who want money, they're not like the humble farmers in Pennsylvania. These people want a Mercedes. They want diamonds. They want blood. And um, without that buffer, it's kind of like uh, a lot of civilizations have buffers. And if you read about the horse archer hordes versus a lot of the West and all this, you would have, you would have a, a area that kept two people from fighting. So you'd have one group and another group and then a middle group. And as soon as one of the groups would conquer that group, the other group would conquer them. And so when you're looking at a lot of the Jewish Americans, they call themselves Jews, whatever. They're trying to suck up middle-class money. They're trying to get all that boomer money, the middle-class small businesses. They want to monopolize it, sucking it up. But the, what they don't understand, and I've seen this for years, is that lower class that's very violent. They don't, you can't tell these people they're being intolerant and they shut up. You don't say, oh, you're being very, you're being bigoted. We'll call the ADL on you. It's like, bitch, I've already done five years in prison. I'm taking your fucking car and I'm going to kill you. And those two worlds, like this uh, upper crust Jewish uh, world is so used to middle class America cowering when you just say Holocaust. You just go, the Holocaust, they go, oh, never again. Oh, thank you. No problem. You know, quit my kid's dick, whatever. Shoot him up with vaccines, whatever you want. Oh, anything. The, the group below that doesn't care at all about that. Of course, you have a lot of uh, yuppie blacks. And I'm sure uh, Black Lady Bear will tell you all about these wearing the mask taking the vax, trying to be the house nigger for uh, all these grabblers. But a lot of them aren't like that, especially in cities. A lot of them are 
uh, you know, they're in gangs, they're in, they're in organized crime and they're ready to go. There's no buffer. The spellcraft that the top has, and a lot of Jews would do themselves a favor and listen to this stream and stop just going, you're the bad man. You won't cuck and, and cower when I say Holocaust. I'm like, I'm not violent. I don't blame you for my problems. I don't organize hits on you. I don't try and rob your houses. I'm the best you're going to get from a group of people. There's millions of Americans, quote unquote Americans, a lot of migrants that not only don't cower, You'll see, one time I was doing a sketch with, uh, with uh, Steven Crowder in Texas. And we were, I was dressed like all in, we were both dressed in like spandex white, humiliating, I get it. And, uh, and it said like, literally not Hitler or something. Like the whole thing was some leftist said uh, Crowder was Hitler and we went in to punk his class and say he wasn't Hitler, all this. And we, there was a guy, a black man from another country, from the middle, somewhere in the Middle East, drove by and, and honked, and he goes, Hitler, number one man. And it changed my life. It took me a while to really digest that. That there are a ton of black foreigners in America that love Adolf Hitler and want to kill all the Jews. They're like, Hitler, number one man. And then he's like, right back to driving. Okay, so all the spell, I'll, I'll finish this spell break and then I will go. But I'm on, you know, this is a, an important uh, idea. The spellcraft that's kept the middle in line, Holocaust, genocide, intolerance, racism, bigotry, homophobia, transphobia, how dare you? I'm telling mom, like whatever the nonsense they have, it doesn't work on the next group. And so, it's really backfiring now. And it's, and it's not all scripted. It's scripted on a demonic level on some level. But a lot of these rich Jews are on the chopping block and they don't know what to do. They're calling, they're calling Kanye West a white supremacist. They don't even know what to do. They're like, oh, Kanye's just bananas. He's a white supremacist. He's a bigot. So a rich Jew who's married to a man, allegedly, you can't marry a man, but you get it. Um, yeah, that German mockumentary about Hitler returning to modern times, people were cheering blacks and brown people cheer him. They hate, they hate the Jews and the Jews, a lot of the Jews as a group, and I know that they're all different, but as a group, the way they control the majority population when they take over, which is what they did in America, our financial system, our media, our educational system, our Congress, our judicial system, it's literally controlled by people, a, a tiny minority who calls themselves Jews. That's a fact. Make Hitler great again? No, no, no. Hitler, I think, I'm not getting into that now, but I'm not a fan of Adolf Hitler. I'm a fan of detaching from this entire game and, and being empowered. Like, you do it. You don't need these people to feed you. You don't need these people to give you your media. We make our own media. You know? And that this is one dude in one little group. Imagine if all these other groups started doing it. Like, we don't want your debt. We don't want your pills. We don't want your porn. We don't need to veg out and watch your entertainment because we know it's, it's making us sick. We don't want your fake food. We don't want, you know, that's empowering to say, oh, we need a man to come kill all the bad men. Well, then what are you going to do then? You haven't figured out how to make your own food, make your own media, make your own entertainment, make your own community centers, make your own... Uh, systems, your own financial system. Your, oh, and the Fed, what are you going to replace it with? Fucking Twinkies? What are you going to exchange with? There is no answer 
without you building it with community. And then you realize that the Jews are operating, a lot of them are operating in a trauma cycle that they're doing to themselves. And so uh, the Grabwers have, so, have had so much time to prepare, shouldn't have gotten high on their own supply. But they're operating in a lie. Why did I come here and cry my eyes out today and tell you about my, my role in killing my own fucking dog that I love? Because lies make you weak. And of course I know people can like use that and twist. The, you're never going to hurt me more than, the, the, than losing my dog. Say whatever you want, you know? But like, what's the point of not lying? Because when you lie, you lose your connection to reality. A lot of these Jews have no connection to reality. They can sit there and talk to people that they've conquered. Um, according to modern mainstream narrative, um, we need to coin the term anti-whiteism. No, white is white was created by Jews. So was black. Okay, it's all bullshit. I can talk in these terms because a lot of people think this way, but Scottish is not Greek, is not Slavic, is not Bavarian, is not, uh, you know, Sicilian, is not uh, from Portugal. They're all different. There is no white. You know, someone from Apple, the Appalachian Mountains is not the same from Seattle, is not the same from Chicago, is not the same from Nebraska. It's, it's okay, so anyway... Um, so what they're facing now is they use so much deception to rule that they'll, that they'll sit there and they'll say the Holocaust, we were persecuted. According to mainstream narrative, young American men are children. Okay, imagine you love your, your, your boy and you spent a lot of time with him making him a man. At 18, he signs up to go fight the Nazis in Germany and he dies. And then another one dies and another one dies and they go over there and the ones that didn't die have these memories of like what they saw, the flesh, the stench, the poop, you know, and, and 80 years later, the richest minority in America is going to try and make you feel guilty about that. A group that has led, that, that bragged about a brand new wonder drug called Oxycontin that was non-addictive and could ease your pain. It killed millions of people. And not only, they didn't even say sorry. They sue Alex Jones for a billion dollars for his words, but yet these people are just walking away all day long. Pfizer, Moderna, all these people, and they're all run by the same group that, that claim they're victims because a foreign government, according to their own story, a foreign government oppressed them and Americans fought that foreign government. And in return, they poison your kids with lies and pills and alcohol and war. And you can't even criticize them for it or else they'll make you feel bad about an event that happened 80 years ago. And then when you talk about inconsistencies about that event, They'll say for thousands of years they've been persecuted. From village to village, town to town, they rolled in with their porn and their debt, and they weren't very welcome over time. The Jews need another uh, fire sacrifice to continue the cycle. I told this to this Jewish woman. I said, do you know what Holocaust means? Do you know how few Jews know what it even means? It means the burnt offering. 
And this is a great conversation. These people are not your enemy. They're, some of them are the most brainwashed. I said, what was offered and who offered it? And why would people, why would Jews for 80 years keep referring to the death of 6 million of their own people as a burnt offering? Is there a way that maybe it was done by the same people that claimed to be killed? And that they were doing some form of sacrifice to get some form of power? Right? And, and what are you going to say to that? What are you going to say? It's like, no, I'm not going to cuck and bend my knee because you bring up a burnt offering done by foreigners to foreigners 80 years ago. I can go on and on about how Eli Wazel has been proved a liar. So many of these stories have been proved fraudulent. You know, Anne Frank used a pen that wasn't even invented yet, allegedly. And she was writing dirty old man Catskill shit in her, in her quote unquote diary. It, it doesn't check out at all. And why would you hold Americans responsible for the actions of a small group of Germans? Why would you even hold Germans responsible? The shame and the vile shit done to Germans in the last 80 years. Are you going to hold every American child responsible for the war in Afghanistan? What are you doing? And so then the rage bubbles up and so many quote unquote white Americans are fed high on the hog and they've been brainwashed to a point where they will not even address these obvious realities. But want to know who hasn't? A lot of uh, foreigners. And this is why it always bites them in the ass. Because a lot of these same Jews have been trying to break the American nation by bringing in foreign labor, break the labor market. And a lot of Americans have been eating it up because they get cheaper fruit, because they get foreigners to eat the fucking, to do the labor. Those same people that, have brought, that were brought in aren't brainwashed in the same way that Americans are. Some of the young Jews aren't even brainwashed to be victims. They're like, we're done with that. We don't even know what you're talking about. They're like, watch the Spielberg movies. You'll, you'll, you'll learn to hate the Anglo-Saxon. And they're like, what, what? World War II is the consolidation of the world and UN. Did you know officially who won World War II? Does anyone know? And then I'll get out of here. Does anyone know who won World War II? According to the official uh, records, the United Nations. You guys know that? The Allies did not win the, the World War II. No. America did not win World War II. According to the official record, the winner of World War II was the United Nations. No, no, not Russia, not the Vatican. The United Nations is the official winner of World War II. And that tells you everything you need to know about what it, what was it? It was an ideological, financial, and demographic consolidation of the world. Michael Rappaport is the worst kind of Jew. No, he's just a classic self-deluded victim. He's not the worst kind of Jew. The worst kind of Jew are the ones that don't even believe it. And they're using it cynically just to rule over you. But you have to engage in it. Michael Rapport is just like a shit-talking, you know, guy who has no idea what he's talking about. He doesn't matter. That, people like that don't matter at all. Owen is so far ahead. If you say what's really going on with a PSYOP, it breaks people's brains. They can't even begin. Yeah, they, they literally were looking at me like I was crazy. If they delayed my streams four years, 
let's say right now, it was four years ago, I would have, most people would be like, yeah, obviously. The same people that thought I should be in a mental institution have my children taken away. You sure it wasn't NATO? Yeah, it was the United Nations. Look it up, guys. The United Nations is the official victor of World War II, according to official government documents. All right. That's it for me today. Myth of the 20th century, all media is OSS, the central banks. Right, but as far as the government, it was the United Nations. As far as like, yeah, it was the centralizing of banks. But who's doing it? Is it the Jews? No, there is no the Jews. There is no blacks. There is no whites. So how do we decide who gets the trophy? There is no trophy, you know? And when it all falls apart, the truth will be revealed again. It already is being revealed. It's, we're in a controlled reveal right now. We're in a controlled apocalypse because the apocalypse is naturally happening. The reveal of all these lies. I was watching old streams yesterday, much gravy. Yeah, three years from now, Trump did 9-11 will be all over CNN. Well, no, it'll be, it will be about uh, pri private land and uh, pooling together resources to have small um, self-sustaining pieces of land. That, like all this stuff that gets me called a cult leader and, and a scammer and all this bullshit, um, that's going to be front and center in a lot of people's lives. They're going to be like, okay, the supply chains have been broken down. Um, you know, cities are a mess. There's rolling blackouts, blah, blah. I think that the solution should be, we should all get together and get some small, a group of, uh, uh, just an area where we can like grow some food or something, right? And then everyone's a fucking cult leader, right? Everyone's not dead. All right, that's it for me today. Guys, I appreciate you guys listening to me bitch and whine about my, uh, the, the tragic accident that happened yesterday on my farm. And I uh, appreciate uh, all the support I will see you guys tomorrow. Be fruitful, multiply, don't be fruiting, boy.